happy, Vicky, just be happy with this quick game. Good morning, good afternoon, no matter what time it is, welcome to The Quickie. I'm Trevor Beggs, you're listening to The Quickie, part of the Nux Misconduct Network. You get four shows on the network, boom, bam, go get it, go subscribe to it, go find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, today, continuing to go around the NHL, looking at the most surprising player and biggest disappointment on each team, along with one compliment and one trip to the city. And today, today I arrive on... The Dallas Stars, arguably the most boring playoff team at the moment in hockey. They've scored the 28th most goals in the NHL, and they've allowed the second fewest. It's low event hockey going on, place where everything is supposed to be bigger and better. But in Dallas, the goals are few and far between. You look at the roster this season, and I think on the offensive side of things, there's disappointments all over the board. Tyler Sagan leads this team with 50 points in 69 games. That's below his career average. Next, you have Jamie Benn, 39 points in 69 games. Just for reference, the Vancouver Canucks, by the way, your Vancouver Canucks, if you are a Canucks fan listening to this, it is the Canucks Misconduct Network after all. The Vancouver Canucks have six players with more than 40 points. In fact, those six players all have at least 45 points. Brock Besser, Tanner Pearson, Quinn Hughes, Bo Horvat, Elias Pettersson, and JT Miller. Tyler Sagan, the only person on Dallas with more than 40 points. And the Stars, you know, they made some big moves in the offseason, acquiring a lot of old dudes to try to make their team a little bit more grizzled, a little bit more playoff ready. And so far, it hasn't worked out for those new guys. I'm going to look at two of them, obviously. You know who they are, Joe Pavelski and Corey Perry. To me, Joe Pavelski is probably the biggest disappointment on this team. Just because this guy was a 35-goal scorer last season. He doesn't even have 35 points so far through the 2019-20 season. He's playing, you know, just under 17 minutes a night. That's a sizable second-line role there. But the thing about Dallas is they do like to spread around ice time with their forwards. There's not a lot of guys playing less than, you know, 12 minutes a game. Most of those guys, actually, are AHL call-ups. But you look at guys like Andrew Cogliano, Corey Perry, Matias Yanmark, even these guys are in that 13 to 14 minute range. It's even ice time in Dallas. And I guess that's a small reason why they haven't scored as much because they're obviously not focusing on that first and foremost. It's about shutting things down. But nonetheless, Joel Pavelski making $7 million this season and for the next two seasons. Dallas better hope there's not more of a decline in comfort Pavelski because he's eaten up a lot of cap space for a guy who's not scoring a lot of goals right now. Think about this. Adam Gaudet right now, more points than Corey Perry on the season. In terms of the most surprising players, I got to go with Dallas's leading goal scorer. It's not Radulov. It's not Sagan. It's not Ben. It's not Pavelski. It's definitely not Perry. By the way, Perry, five goals in 57 games so far this season. But Denis Gurianov, yes, he's a part of that soon-to-be legendary 2015 draft class, drafted 12th overall. There's been some players drafted after him who performed better to date. Brock Besser being one of them, Cal Connor being another, Matt Barzell being another, Thomas Shabbat, Dara Gowan. 
Nonetheless, this is Ben Gurionov's first full season in the NHL, and he leads the Stars with 20 goals. The only guy on the Stars with 20 goals on the season. He's done that despite having the 11th most ice time among Stars regular forwards. Yes. Yes, Andrew Cogliano, who I mentioned before, the only Stars player with less ice time than Denis Gurianov. Gurianov and Pavelski, my picks for biggest disappointment and best surprise. In terms of what to do in Dallas, you know, we're getting farther and farther removed from the Pacific Northwest where this podcast is being recorded. And Dallas, not going to lie, as a tourist, has never really appealed to me. Maybe I just don't connect with the cowboy culture. More of a West Coast hippie than anything, I suppose. But in terms of things to do in Dallas, looking at the best of list, nothing's really grabbed my attention. These JFK tours, I saw some on the show called Dark Tourists on Netflix. Some of them could be a little hokey. But retracing the steps of Bonnie and Clyde, two of the most legendary, notorious criminals in American history, that seems like something that would be pretty cool to do. That seems like something kind of cool to do if you're a history buff. Apparently, one of the gas stations run by Clyde's family is still around. And it's abandoned and creepy. I checked that shit out. In terms of reasons why Dallas sucks, your chirp for the day? Man, I was really hard to limit it down to one, but I'm calling out the First Baptist Church. Now, Robert Jeffress, he gets some time on Fox News, always spewing homophobic hate. And this First Baptist Church with all the money they get from their donors, spent millions building this big piece of glass architecture downtown to host their thousands of congregates. You know, if if you're preaching religion and helping the homeless and being good to your neighbor, why not go feed, you know, thousands of hungry families in the area? Why you gotta build this monstrosity of a church? What are you doing? Dallas, I'm sure you got some good things too, but uh, can't, can't say you're on my first place of cities to visit in the USA. Sorry, Dallas fans. And sorry that you gotta live through some boring hockey. Hopefully, we'll talk about some more exciting teams next up on The Quickie.